0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick, all things value, all the time. Welcome back, Value Investors. We're always looking for cheap stocks that have a bullish story on this podcast. And that has led us to a couple different industries over the last, say, 18 months. It's led us to agriculture in 2021. Energy in 2021 and here in 2022 and the banks. I recently did a podcast on the banks, but I felt like I needed to do another one because this is an area that if you're a value investor, it seems to have maybe the most interesting and exciting upside. So I recently saw one of the top bank analysts being interviewed on CNBC. I don't know if anyone else saw this. Uh, segment, but it was Wells Fargo's Mike Mayo. And he was on there, of course, talking about the banks. He covers the large banks. He is considered to be one of the top analysts out there on the banks. And that's been kind of a lonely place to be for many years, right? He, he If he was doing it in 2008, all of those bank analysts were definitely in the spotlight and under the gun in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, during the financial crisis. And then everything shook out during that period. Um, the banks that survived survived; many did not. But then there became this kind of uh, period of normalcy, somewhat with. The stress test still being endured. And then finally, the Federal Reserve allowing the banks to start to pay dividends again and reward shareholders. And then you had the pandemic. So a lot of the banks had to put in a lot of money into reserves in case there were massive losses. So that shook up the banks again. But now we're coming out of the pandemic um, and the Federal Reserve is... Uh, you know, raising rates. And that usually is good for bank earnings. Um, And so now here we are with the bank analysts maybe coming back into the spotlight because their industry could be coming back into the spotlight. So Mike Mayo covers the large banks, But you could, if you saw this interview, literally see his excitement about the future in the industry during the interview. And as a value investor, I sit up and take notice at that because nobody likes the banks, right? Other than energy, it's probably the second most hated sector. Nobody's really into it. and But yet here was this analyst, like literally just, you know, not giddy, but very excited to be talking about his area of expertise on CNBC. So he mentioned a few key things that I was like scribbling these notes about. And that's what I wanted to talk today on the podcast. So he said bank valuations are at their cheapest in 20 years. That's pretty cheap, right? And as a value investor, I start to listen in. Like Even if I'm doing something else and someone is is on CNBC or Bloomberg or Fox business, and they say something like that, I kind of tend to stop my typing and tune in about what what are they even talking about? Um, Because you don't hear that very often. You know, 20 years is quite a long time period. Uh, He talked about how the spread between the loans and deposits or the net interest margin was at its lowest ever during the pandemic so that's only going to improve is what he's saying and so usually when you have the lowest ever type of scenario and the industry has been in a bear market those are usually signs signs of a bottoming of some kind so uh that happened during the pandemic the energy remember on crude it went negative during the pandemic negative pricing Almost never happens. Uh, energy also became like only about two percent of the S and P five hundred on earnings, and that's like the lowest it's ever been. So when you start to get like these like all time lows and these like headlines like it's never been worse than this or th- those kinds of things, then again as value investors we have to sit up, you know, pay attention and uh, start maybe snooping around. So. The NIM is on the rise and that's going to go to earnings but the CNBC uh, anchors started asking him well what about a recession right that's the fear that's out there we're going into a recession most likely in 2023 I think most people are in agreement about that hopefully it is just uh, a mild recession that's what everybody is hoping but won't that hurt the bank earnings because banks are lending out their um, you know big driver of the economy and if that is slowing or contracting then banks are not the great place you want to be we've already seen some of the impacts of the slowing on the banks with their mortgage revenue right like those banks that are big mortgage lenders it's been a pretty dramatic drop year over year in that revenue that's coming in but he kind of dismissed those concerns uh, based on just how cheap the banks are. And then he said this that I tried to write down the quote. He said something like this will be the best recession for the banks in the last century. <laughs> like that's kind of a dramatic statement. Like those are fighting words, right? Someone who's an analyst on this sector. Saying, you know, yes, they're going to get impacted by the recession, but it's going to be a relatively uh, minor impact and it's going to be the best one they've had in the last century. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yet the market doesn't seem to care, right? Investors, we all still want to buy the Fangman stocks we started to get the earnings reports now on big tech, and some of them have not been good. It's pushing those stocks down further than what they've already sold off here in 2022. A lot of investors are thinking they're getting a deal on those. I see it all over Twitter and stock twits. You know, oh, you know, Alphabet is so much cheaper. I'm just going to buy some more of that. And so a lot of investors going into those old winners, the old growth stock winners, thinking that they're getting value there but the earnings are on the decline with a lot of the fang stocks right now and you know what that means that could be indicating value traps so you think you're getting it cheaper like oh alphabet it's only trading at 17 times but if those earnings start to get cut then you're not really getting a deal on it right because they're not growing um so you have to be cautious when you see some of these uh, declines and things happening with on the earnings side with those growth stocks. So that's why um, I also like the banks here, because we just had all the bank earnings. Some of them were pretty solid. It's looking good for 2023, but nobody nobody's really diving in there a lot of the banks were off their recent september lows however uh because it was looking kind of really dark then they were you know off over 20 percent and so they bounced off those lows but still very cheap here and still a lot of value in these banks so mike mayo's top pick when he was on cnbc And even just when I've seen him in general the last couple of weeks has always been the Bank of America, ticker BAC. It's currently a Zach's number three hold right now. Uh, The P.E. is at 11. The price to book is really cheap. It's at 1.18. So remember, a lot of the bank analysts say buy at the price to book of one and you sell at two. So it's not pricey here at 1.2 or 1.18. And it's on that lower end. Uh, earnings expected to be down 10% this year, but it's all about next year, really, with these banks as the Fed continues to raise and they see better net interest margins there. 2023 up 17%. And how does that look? That looks at $3.75 versus $3.21 here this year. He uh, also said he expense, expects Bank of America shares to double in the next 12 to 18 months. That's pretty bold call, too. It's one thing to be just bold, oh, I like the banks or whatever, but double? When was the last time they doubled? I can't remember. <laughs> um, it's been a while, right? Uh, so that's pretty bullish. And I know what you're thinking. I hate the banks. But that's true of any sector that has been in a bear for a long time. And this has been... The bank stocks have been in bear for, uh, you know, basically 14 years here. And even if the pandemic was the ultimate bottom, this year has been a real struggle. Like I said, um, you know, what is did I even put? Oh, I didn't even say what Bank of America. Oh, no, here it is. Oh, no, I only did the five years. So Bank of America. 5 years is down 25 or no up 25.7% over the last 5 years. Then <laughs> and, and I know without even telling you that that's not good because the S&P 500 was up almost 50%, so basically almost double what Bank of America has done. So whenever I see something like that I do think like Warren Buffett, you know, he's been patient all these years in his big Bank of America holdings. And basically, he has been getting killed over the last five years for that patience. But it is hard to time end of bulls and bears. And so he's not trying to time it. He's admitted he cannot market time. And so he's just sitting there waiting for the time when the bull will return. Now, over those five years, you could have been in alphabet it's up 87% in the 5 years microsoft is up 181% and amazon is up 113% in that same 5 year time period or you could have just owned the S&P 500 index up about 50% so Yes, the banks have been in this long-term bear market. That's why we all hate them, right? <laughs> like it's just it's going almost not nowhere, but almost nowhere, and so why should I be in that if I can just buy Microsoft instead? Except all bear markets end. And um, seeing Mike Mayo, the excitement that he had, and just him talking about the future of the banks, how cheap they are, makes me think that this is why there's an opportunity in the banks and not so much an opportunity in these other fangman stocks I was just mentioning that are coming down off their highs. They appear cheap, but that's the value trap, right? So again, this has been 14 years um, of pain, but, you know, maybe now is the time. So even this year, oh, I see here, Bank of America is down 19% this year. Still hated, but Mike Mayo thinks that's the real buying opportunity. What was another stock that he mentioned during the interview? He talked about U.S. Bank Corp. That's like kind of a hidden gem to him. USB is the ticker. They just got approval for a big acquisition that they've been waiting on for a while. That's going to go to the bottom line. Year-to-date, USB is down 24.5%. That's what I mean about being hated. That's pretty nasty there. It's about uh, you know even worse than the S&P 500 for the year. PE is 9.5. Price-to-book is 1.5, so not as cheap as... Um, Bank of America, it's also a number three, but dividend is yielding 4.6. That's pretty juicy. Bank of America was, what, 2.5, not quite as good. Um, so you're getting you're getting a lot to be uh, patient with U.S. Bank Corp. They're out of Min- Minneapolis, Minnesota. So they're one of the big regional banks. Then um, I took a look at, just to see out of the big banks— who was the top of the big banks? Were there any Zach's number one ranks? Because we did just get most of the earnings in for this group. And surprisingly, no, there were no Zach's number one ranks, but there is one number two, and that is J P Morgan Chase is the number two. JPM is the ticker year to date. These shares are still down 22%, but they have bounced off the recent lows. So we're in a mini rally here. When i'm recording this on october 26 2022 but still cheap pe of 10.5 price to book is 1.4 dividend is yielding 3.3 percent with jp morgan then i looked at a couple of the other big Uh, Regional banks that I like a lot, yes, I've mentioned the same ones over and over because why not? Uh, They're cheap and they are some of my favorites. PNC Financial is one of those. PNC is the ticker. They're in Pittsburgh, year-to-date down 19%. That also is Zach's number three. PE is 11.3 times. Price-to-book is 1.4 and that dividend is yielding 3.7%. And then the fifth one is Keycore, ticker KEY. It's says number three as well. It's down 22.9%, so just about 23% year-to-date. PE is 8.3. Price-to-book, a little pricier, 1.5, but a nice dividend of 4.4%, and they are in Cleveland. Now, there's others on the list, various regions so you can pick your poison maybe you know one of those banks maybe you bank at them um, and you have some clearer picture some insider knowledge or something about some of them because of your own experiences that's always a way to do it too but you can also check on zax.com for a lot of the um, for the rank and for many of this other financial data and kind of see what is happening with earnings on Zacks.com as well for some of these. But um, I was thinking some of the banks I own in various of my Zacks portfolios were, were just terrible. And I, I can't believe how oversold they are even after earnings until I looked at this list <laughs> and I see that the the best performers are Bank of America and PNC financial and both of those are down 19% on the year and they're also rebounding off the, the September lows here. So it was even worse. So basically as a group just this whole group was thrown out uh, in September and they're all cheap. We're getting these really nice dividends And I'm kind of surprised that more dividend investors are not into the banks. And I realized that they don't have the dividend aristocrat uh, track record anymore. And they are still subject to the whims of the Federal Reserve about whether or not they can pay it out. But they're all paying it out right now. And still, they're kind of being ignored. Like, I've seen some people still prefer to buy... Costco or Visa with a much lower dividend, both of those paying under 2%, and instead of you know over 4% with something like a key core um, or U.S. bank core. So that's interesting to me, but that also tells you how out of favor they are and that these are true value stocks. Remember, value is tough. It is the area that you have to dive into when no one else wants to dive in there. When you're like, no, Tracy, those are terrible. They haven't done anything for years. And as I said, with Bank of America, it it really hasn't gone very far in five years, right? You have been underperforming, just waiting patiently. But sometimes the patience can pay off for value investors. And that's one of the key Criteria for being a value investor is that you sometimes have to be patient for longer than you think. I thought in 2021 that 2022 would be the year of the banks, and it was not, or at least not so far through October. (laughs) It's not looking good, but I'm still staying the course because, uh, you know, again, I'm not a bank analyst, but seeing an expert on the banks like Mike Mayo that excited about the future of the banks at least the big banks but even even the small small banks too have a bright outlook here uh makes me more energized for uh diving in getting these cheap stocks with the dividend i'm i'm into dividends here in 2022 and i'm liking these payouts so those are all things you know to keep in mind For those of us who are the value investors, it's not about getting into the Fangman stocks just because they've sold off some, um, because the earnings just are not looking like what we want them to look like as value investors. But it is about finding these areas that have been beaten down, ignored by Wall Street, even hated by investors. And then diving in when no one else is in there. And a lot of these takes a strong stomach to get in even, you know, Bank of America, even just these big name ones. So um, keep them on your list. Um, you know, dollar cost average. That's what I like to do. And uh, I always have a diverse portfolio, but the banks are definitely going to be one of the key sectors to watch for 2023. I know I said that, like I just said, in 2021 for 2022. But I do think the bottom is already in. We just have uh, not um, felt it yet. And this is another buying opportunity in a lot of these names. So let me recap the tickers I talked about. So the top pick for Mike Mayo at Wells Fargo is Bank of America. But he also mentioned U.S. Bank Core as a kind of a hidden one that has been uh, neglected by Wall Street for some time. And that ticker is USB, Bank of America, BAC. Then there's the preeminent one, always JP Morgan. And that's the only Zacks number two buy rank stock right now. There are no Zacks number one strong buys and it is jpm then we had pnc financial one of the big regional banks it's also a number three hold and that ticker is pnc and then we finish it up with key also a big regional bank also a number three hold and that ticker is key and as always i'm trying to bring you as many value stocks as i can every week boring or not, and you want to be sure to subscribe so you can get us all on um, many of the platforms now. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, Amazon Music. You can get us with Zach's Market Edge on both Apple and SoundCloud, but be sure to get us somewhere and I'll see you again next time with some more value stocks.